I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. I'm Francis. I'm joined by Julio Gallarotti, my co-host. This is Oops the Podcast. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? I'm good, dude. How you doing? That's always so strange to start out of nowhere like this. I yeah, it's not that strange. It's like how we usually start. Fine, whatever. I'm over it, <laughs> um, dude. How have you been? What's going on? I'm good, man. It's funny, like this sort. Like I had a weird sort of. Like, do you remember pre-pandemic life when you kind of would somehow end up having the same weekend every weekend? Uh-huh. Like this sort of weird, like Groundhog Day weekend kind of thing. Sure. It sort of happened again this weekend. Like I, Saturday afternoon, I found myself at the same place that I was at the weekend before, seeing a bunch of people who I hadn't seen in so long, but I had now seen them in consecutive weekends at the same place. And there was something weird about it. How about that? I know. It was odd. Dude, something crazy happened. So at one point, we're just having a normal conversation, sitting at this table, having drinks. This girl leans over the table as she's telling a story. Her hair catches fire over the candle. <gasps> oh! And dude, very quickly, half of her fucking hair went up in flames. Oh my gosh. It was almost like a Harvey Dent situation. <laughs> Whoa. Like I was expecting her to be like, choose or whatever. Like whatever he did. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The coin flip. But dude, thank God we... Like quickly, like did you pat it out? Like I was heading to pat her out. You and like, were gonna, you were gonna hand. Well, there it? was somebody closer to her who did it, and she did it too, and then it was fine. But the the place starts smelling like burned hair, which is a terrible smell. Yes, it's so they kind of brought over some sage and started letting saging her saging her. They started saging her. No, they were saging the area. Oh my god! So so okay. So hold on. Whoa, this is great. It's crazy. All right. Bro. So did the people <laughs> pat her head out? With their bare hands, or did they throw some sort of fire retardant covering over her? They did it with her, their hands. That is a perfectly politically correct way to use the word retardant, by the way. Yes. I'm just going to say that right now if you're thinking otherwise. Um, they, they, they use their hands? Yes. And they I know you were thinking, you started having a Francis Hero fantasy where you sort of put your shirt over her head. Yeah, like I'm Harlem shaking, like a dance move that yeah, would win. Exactly. Really humiliate her. Exactly. No, I w- honestly, I was thinking of that scene from The Office where they catch the bat over Meredith's head. He I'm, traps it in the bag with her. Whatever. Dwight yes, does. Yes. Neither here nor there. This is crazy, though. Dude. No, and like half of the people at the table didn't even see it. And the girl, of course, had no idea. Her name's Carly. She had no idea that it had happened. And, uh, it was well. She knew that it happened, but she didn't know how crazy it looked. Dude, half of her head up in up in flames. So, were the flames licking up towards the sky, or was it sort of just disappearing, and you could see a little bit of smoke? There was no disappearing occurring. It was like her, half of her head. You know what on it is? Fire. It's she's probably Hair wearing a lot of di- dry shampoo. Exactly. A lot of women are into this dry shampoo thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So what? What is the? So my girlfriend likes it too. What the fuck is dry shampoo? It's it's the equivalent for hair what men used as Axe body spray. It's a it's a quick hack to get yourself looking ship shape. Does it clean your hair or it no, says God, dry no. shampoo because it looks like it has I think your shampoo hair. is a total totally ridiculous name. It's it's effectively just a, a holding spray. 
that that can get your hair back under control without having to shower, blow dry it, all that stuff. It works wonders, it appears. Because, you know, you pop out of the bathroom after throwing on some of that dry shampoo, looking like a million bucks. You know what I just realized? It's absurd that I delivered the explanation of that with such certainty because I <laughs> don't know for sure <laughs> that it doesn't clean your hair. It may. I know nothing about but it. But it. it doesn't seem to me like it does. Fucking dry shampoo, dude. It, I think I think it is just it, it. It's if you hop out of bed and you're late for work, you can throw some dry shampoo in your hair, and it'll settle things, and you can kind of put it back into place much more quickly than going through your whole morning regimen. Right, right. Chris sure. is going to tell us about dry shampoo really quick. Chris, what do you got, pal? So dry shampoo is a type of shampoo which reduces hair greasiness without the need of water. That can't be right. That, that I mean... I don't think it's real shampoo. Straight from the source. It reduces no, greasiness. There's no way that's Perhaps right. it doesn't do the same trick as real shampoo. However, it sounds like it's a step in the yeah, right direction. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm going to go ahead and stick with my guns on this one. I, <laughs> I don't think dry shampoo cleans Francis the hair. Francis has a hunch. Yeah. Well, I don't think it cleans the hair. because, and, and one reason I know is that I'm guessing this girl had dry shampoo all through her hair or maybe some kind of hold, right? I'm, and I'm, presumably. if I had left Neutrogena or Pantene Pro-V in my hair and I went to brunch, it's not catching fire. Um, right. I'm grasping at straws here. This, okay. is a, this is a specious <laughs> argument that I'm making. Specious. I think it's flawed and, and you know very very stands on very thin. It's based on Speech. wrong information, <laughs> an argument based on wrong information. Francis is cracking the dry shampoo conspiracy once and for yeah. all. Well, women do love it. I do know that they they love it. I've seen tweets saying things like you know dry shampoo, you saved my life, whatever it may be. Dry shampoo, the old champ. So you. man, I gotta say there there have been a few clips. One, do you recall? Kevin Hart was hosting some kind of a party or something at, at P. Diddy's house. And there was this viral video. There was a girl in the bathtub behind him. And she was sitting and there were candles lit. And her whole hair oh went up God. in flames. Jesus. I mean, it's scary. It is scary. And probably pretty devastating for a woman. You're effectively forcing your hand to go short hair Im immediately. So, so I guess it depends. Because our friend Carly, there didn't appear to be much damage that had been done. And, you know, I know I, I made the Harvey Dent comparison. It wasn't a Harvey Dent situation where, like, one half of her head was fried and the other was fine. Like, she just looked normal still. She didn't lose hair? Maybe she did a little, but you couldn't tell. And then when I, I saw her the next week, and it, she looked the same. So then maybe it was only burning off the dry shampoo. Right. Like, maybe it hadn't gotten to the point where the hair, because we got it. It was like, boom, boom, like, bang, bang, play. Do you know that you can spray Axe body spray on your jeans, light it on fire, and it won't burn your jeans? So there you go. So that's my thought, is that maybe it just sort of got, it burned off the dry shampoo. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when you are in high school and you always had that friend who did the lighter trick where he'd like <laughs> let the whatever like leak onto his hand and then he'd go, and he'd like his hand would be with fire. Yeah. 
And he'd be like, isn't that sweet? And you always thought, man, he's going to be a magician. And instead, he 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 ended up homeless. <laughs> no, he you just thought- went to rehab. <laughs> You're like, like, man, he's going to be a magician. Instead, he never got laid. Yeah, he he, he didn't put the lighter (laughs) to the right use. He should have picked up a deck of cards, but he picked up a a, a crack pipe. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that's who he is now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, that's amazing. I wish I had seen that. That would have been so cool. I I love when things light on fire. I'm a a huge... I'm fascinated by a fire. Dude, a couple of, like, funny things happened that hadn't really... So I went to this party on a roof, and... uh, it was, it was kind of crowded. And before we came over, whoever invited us, it was one of those things where like it was unclear who, who was inviting us. Um, they're like, grab some White Claws. So I was like, okay. So I grab a case of White Claws. I grab two. I put one in my back pocket. I have one in my hand. And then I just start offering them to people on the roof. And one of our friends goes, what are you doing? Don't give those away. And I was like, why? What am I going to do with these? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're going to be on this roof for an hour. Like, you think I'm just going to walk around with white claws all night? Like you're mistaken, uh-huh. right? Like what else? Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do in that situation? Well, I love your friend too, though, because clearly he hasn't shed the anxiety of being a high schooler and <laughs> having an impossible time finding a beer at right, the party. Exactly. This isn't scarce. I bought these across the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can easily go get more. We're not getting ID'd anymore, guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're fine. We don't have to ask a guy to buy it for us in the parking lot. <laughs> Have we talked about that? Did you ever do that? I never. The hey buddy. I never hey buddied. No, I I had a fake ID when I was a very oh, yes, early right. uh, person the to get a fake, fake ID. ID but I also went through puberty at a young age, and so I was able to grow a pretty solid, you know, five o'clock shadow, sort of going into a beard um, when I was like sixteen. Still surprises me that in New England you were able to pull that off. I well, I had a puritanical. I had a Massachusetts ID, so it was okay. a, a, it was a, a pretty close state, and I would just hit these gas stations sometimes. So they had beer at gas stations. Yes. Okay. In Connecticut, they did not at the time. But dude, even then, I mean, there were there were some grocery stores I would go to where mostly like mom and pop grocery stores where they wouldn't even ID. I'd, I'd got oh, I could get a handle of vodka and they wouldn't even ID me. Oh wow. Well, but yeah, you can buy in Connecticut. You can't buy that kind of stuff. You might have been able to buy beer, but you definitely couldn't buy liquor. Yeah, that's because all the kids are all shitty kids. May, perhaps you, all you kids, you all you all have influence from the the wealth of the city, right? No, 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 not where we lived. Okay, we were too far away. Like, Julia's this is, one this of those is, Connecticut kids who says like, yeah, I didn't grow up in the nice part." Of I didn't. I mean, it was like the it was just normal as fuck. Like not suburban, not close to the city. My, I mean, my family had migrated up north from, you know, the boroughs, but most of the kids that I grew up with did not have much of a connection to the city. And to the point where like their parents would say stuff like, oh, you go there, people drive crazy. How do you find parking? Like shit that people say who don't know the city. Wow. Yeah. But dude, like we would hang out in this, in this place, uh, Sal's, uh, it was a liquor store. Uh huh. Um, and You'd hang out we would there? try no we'd hang out in the parking lot okay and it was a small parking lot and dude we literally be like hanging out like behind cars and then we'd sort of like pre-qualify the people <laughs> we'd be like oh that guy looks like a guy who will do it for us we'd be like hey man yeah. you want to and the fact that people would go and buy us stuff is crazy i know i think we've talked about this before but it i would risky. never do that right for some kid I'd be like, get out of here kid like i'm gonna kick your ass well let's let's you're still in the parking lot let's flip the prism for a second right okay. do you think that there are arc are guys who get approached and then think to themselves like this group of kids look like they're part of a sting operation versus like mm, these kids 
have never been approached by police to to take part in a sting operation. You think they're evaluating you? What about option three? Ooh, man, these kids look hot. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing going on tonight. Maybe I can be number seven in the hot tub. Um, dude, I don't I, I would like to think what what do you gain from doing the hey buddy for some kids? Even if you get to keep the change, seven bucks. Like I the, think there's a nostalgia element to it. Is it? You're like, oh, yeah, baby. My guess is that those people remember what it was like to be there, you know, a teenager and not have the ability to buy alcohol, and maybe they did it themselves and thought they're paying it forward. Maybe, yeah, because we because we weren't like asking crackheads. You know right. what I mean? We weren't asking guys who looked down and out who needed five bucks. We were asking like normal people. Because with a person like that, there's too high of a likelihood of something going awry. Yes. You know what I mean? You need somebody who seems like they have their shit together to a degree. What was your hit rate like? It was high, man. We'd go hang out for a couple hours and I would say 75 to 80% of the time mm. we would catch, catch a W. But at some point we had some hookup, some kid whose dad owned a liquor store or some kid who was older or some kid with an older brother or with a college brother. Like, there's always some... You always get it done. Yeah. It's amazing with like that underage drinking. It's one of those things where you spend so much of your time thinking about how to get around the law. And the second you're 21, you never think about it again and you forget about the entire process. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It is. And it's, it's just one of those things. I, I wonder in our lifetime if there will be a change of the drinking age. Interesting. You know, Canada, it's 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 19, 18 in some places. And I guess there are some provinces where it's 21. But and did it, it used to be 18 here, right? Yeah. In like yeah. the 70s or yeah. something? Yeah, days and confused. Right, right. Um, but, in you know, in Europe, it's like 16, 18, whatever it is. Right, yeah. So, so we're, and as we've, as we've taken on the legalization of marijuana and, and, and other things, it seems like the country has kind of loosened up on some things. Why are we still so strict on the on the drinking age? No, Maybe there is science to prove that what making kids wait is is helpful. I don't know. I know, like the culture here, the way that kids get just like hammered. I know it's not exclusive to America, but I wonder what is different about because I know like Scandinavian kids supposedly get really fucked up, but then like the Western, like Western Europe, they're known for like being having a healthier relationship with alcohol, like you said, because they drink wine from a young age or mm -hmm. what. It's just like such a uh, complex. Yes. Kind of study, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, look, there's a trade-off here. One of one side, you know, I, I, I think that the parents I knew growing up who had a super strict, hard and fast, no drinking policy for their kids, those kids worked so hard to be secretive that it became dangerous. Mm. Um, there's something where you know, sneaking around and being terrified that your parents might find out that you had a beer makes makes it more dangerous in a way, um, right? But if, you know, my parents were pretty lenient. Like if I had said I wanted a beer at dinner when I was 16, 17, or 18, I'm sure they would have, you know, I, d I didn't really want one, but but they were certainly open to it. Like I, I they knew I, I would have drinks, and mm -hmm. they didn't. They didn't scold me or ground me. And they were. There was definitely a policy of like, if you're ever at a party and you've had drinks and you're supposed to drive yourself home, call us. Yeah, amnesty policy. Right. We will come pick you up. No questions asked. Doesn't matter what time of night it is. 
you're not going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? So I, I always wondered about that policy because I had a similar policy, but I don't think that they would have kept up their end of the bargain. It's a great question. I never called my parents either. Yeah, I never cashed in the amnesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... but uh, you know, like pick you up anywhere. It's like... Was there a time when you should have? Definitely. Yeah, me too. Definitely. And I, and I felt, after weighing the pros and cons, it was more worth it for them to never know anything occurred than to have to use the amnesty, which I just imagine would then trickle into future policy-making decisions. Yeah, you'd think you're giving them, uh, cre- they're going to have one over you. On and you. now they have the surveillance is more acute and aware and they yeah. got their eye on me more. And, you know, I just wanted that independence. It's a little bit like getting into a fender bender and wondering whether you should call your insurance company because <laughs> you they will pay for it, but your rates are going to go up. Then your rates are going to go up, dude. Absolutely. It's true. It's one for one, Chris. One for one, Keep dude. score today. One for one. I'm feeling it. So, okay, it is a great question, this amnesty policy with parents. Um, what we're, what are you going to do with your kids? Dude, who knows? But like, here's the thing, G, we're not going to have to probably worry about it. Uber. 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 Yeah, right? Uber should be the end of teenage drunk driving. I will definitely have an account that my kids can use, and I'll say... Take a fucking Uber home. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. No brainer. Yeah. I think you're right. Case closed. It should be. The problem is, you know, I grew up in Maine, dude. Even yeah, now, right. today, where I live, Freeport, Maine, where my family lives, you cannot get an Uber. To At come all? Pick you Have up. you ever tried? Well, it's like 40, it'll be there in 40 minutes or something. It, it's 26 minutes. They have to yeah, drive yeah, from yeah. Portland to get you. And a lot of the time, they won't even they accept won't the ride. It, right. You certainly can't rely on it to bring you to the airport or anything like right, that. Right, right. But if you are out at the bars, if you can get yourself to Portland in Maine, um, you can easily take an Uber home. And like you said, man, maybe like, you know, Uber will progress and, and have a, a wider reach. Also, maybe this kind of suburban flight that happened during the pandemic will be something that has some kind of staying power. Therefore, there will be more Ubers in sort of these, quote unquote, you know, non-urban areas. I don't know. There was a there was a company that started in Maine, I remember, and I'm sure they had it elsewhere, where uh, if you went out to the bar in Portland and you got super drunk and you had driven yourself there, you could call this number and two people in a car would come. You would get into the car. One of the people would get into your car. Oh, yeah. There's a name for it, and I can't remember. And they would drive you home, and they would drive your car home. They still have that. Yeah, they do, but it's it's sound. I remember thinking at the time, what a great idea. What, what a, They've solved the problem. And then instantly, Uber came out. Right, and Thunder. It, it just it made that product look obsolete overnight. It's There's a funny name for it where the when my friends had used it, because I know like... In in some like beach towns, like in and around New York, like sometimes the Ubers can get really expensive, and it makes more sense to hire one of these guys. There's yeah. some like it's it's some kind of like 
bouncing animal. It's not like task rabbit, but it's like something like that. I think you're right. There is some kind Jack of Jack in the Bun yeah, Bunny. I forget some, some, some like fun cantankerous name. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And you hire one of these the guys. Right they God park in your driveway and then they hang out all night in your yeah, car. You yeah, but you're right, hour. like Bobo or something yeah, like something. that. It is something like that. So Francis, um, I'm excited to have you over, dude. I cannot wait. It's going to use be great. your bathroom. And actually, I am excited. We're going to, this is going to be a big topic on the next episode. So I'm looking forward to bringing that up. But in the meantime, we have this wonderful ass serving plate I that I'm going to make there. sure that I'm using. That's right. When you come over. If you try to put out your <laughs> pita chips or your chips and dip on anything other than the don't half ass anything ass plate serving tray i will walk out the door instantly so for those of you who aren't watching on our youtube channel this is actually a back complete with the back upper back lower back and the ass itself that's right with an asshole that you can take shots out of yep. or place this little serving bowl in to put salsa guacamole or wherever the fuck else you want to put in it that's right these are made by <laughs> our, our good friends over at don't half ass anything they're a lifestyle brand and incredible storytellers they have a great website don't have us anything.com they are adventurers mountaineers outdoorsmen uh with a great zest for life yes and they're just funny dudes i mean yeah. the fact that the ass plate like the first thing that they told us about when we started this partnership was the ass plate mm. they led with the ass plate <laughs> i think that they're like we're climbing half dome like yeah. one of the toughest climbs in the world but the first thing we're going to tell you about yeah is this ass plate exactly <laughs> they're like we're, we're going to be a perfect fit for you due to our <laughs> ass plate and we're like okay like tell us more guys yeah. uh, they also have cool merch they have cool t-shirts i really like their logo i uh, love their hats uh it's really just a unique and interesting brand definitely go check that out and buy some stuff, friends. So what's the promo code? Promo code OOPS15 at checkout. You'll get 15% off. Don't half-ass anything. Follow their Instagram, too. Check them out. Dude, this reminds me of, and I'm sure maybe at Harvard it wasn't like this because you guys are like the best and the brightest, but like every college entrepreneur that I ever encountered was unable to think outside of the box of college, which I would argue is like very poor entrepreneurship. I guess it's like, you know, be an entrepreneur for what you know, but they always be like some kid who's like, what if, like, after the bars were closed, you yeah. could order whatever you wanted? Or what if, what if in spring break, yeah. you could sell packages for Cancun? And do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. And you know what's funny, man? <laughs> Those were the dreamers who never, never started a successful company. <laughs> Did they they've, eventually, they've though? They've got no? like 30 companies and not one of them has gone anywhere. I know lots of people like that. <laughs> but it's okay because their dad will fund their next project. That's it. Until Listen, they hit it big. Dude, here's the thing. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg wasn't going around whispering to people drunk about Facebook. What? <laughs> what if you could friend? Yeah, you know what we really need? <laughs> The people who have really good ideas that end up becoming multi hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars of company uh, worth of, uh, of a company, they're not just drunkenly hypothesizing right. about business plans. They're not mansplaining to you. They're fucking stupid That's it. business. Plans. They're, they, they're not dreamers. They are protective of their intellectual property. <laughs> they know they have a good idea. They know they're smart. Right. And so they... They don't want you to know. They, they force you to... <laughs> you you want to know how you know that someone you're talking to has a really good idea? How? They make you sign an NDA 
before they tell you about it. That is someone to listen to. If someone says, listen, I, I can tell you about this, but first you need to sign it. Then you're like, okay, I'm in. I'm hooked. Paperwork? You have a paperwork on you? That means you're either about to hear a really good idea or you're about to have sex with a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the times you're signing. Oh, I've always wanted to be presented with paperwork for sex. <laughs> yeah, just, that just, cool. just to be like, I will not abide by this. I will not sign this. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's great. But dude, yes, it, I, I will say, and I, maybe I've told you this before, but the thing about being a, 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 someone who went to Harvard now 10 years removed is that a lot of people I know have started their own companies mm -hmm. and um there are a lot of people who are doing fundraising rounds right and you know the friends and family the round a and and, and sometimes people come to me and and ask me um if i'm interested and whatnot and i've started just by by being on these calls with people and hearing their pitches i've started to i don't know kind of get a sense of of what to listen for mm. and what means what interesting and you know I, I i'm not saying i could pick a winner i i it's i have no fucking idea nine out of ten businesses Maybe, fail vc francis over here Yeah, but no nah, but you know like what do i know so I, i'm not investing in these companies i'm mm. I, but i i do enjoy hearing about them and one thing i can tell you is that the more um confident that someone is on the phone call, the less I think that the company's going to succeed. Interesting. Interesting. Because there is that like salesman personality, like you're saying, yeah. if you're like super confident, super like, sometimes it can be If, if they're flag. talking to you like a frat boy, like this thing is going to the moon, it's going to kill it. <laughs> we, we see massive success in the next year. You know, that's... To me, I'm like you. You're wrong. Buckle dude. up, boys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and 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 because there are people. There's a kid that was in my class who started a a healthcare aggregator. You know, and I know I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But those are the kinds of companies, right? Right. That end up, and he just his company just got valued. He started it three years ago. He's 32. He's my age. He just got valued at 1.1. Billion dollars. Damn. Now, who knows how much of it the equity in that he has? Right. But it's probably safe to say a lot. He's in, enough. He's, he's done. Doing very. You well. know. Yeah. <laughs> and and the crazy part was, you know, Fortune magazine or whatever the fuck it was did a big spread on it, and there he is, this kid that I knew from playing beer pong against him. <laughs> and there's a a quote from one of the early angel investors, and that person was another classmate of mine. Mm. The people I knew are now, you know, and I've said this before, like I have friends who are becoming very successful, but there are also just classmates of mine in general that I, I wasn't friends so with. So you never got approached about this particular one? No. Okay. I wasn't the guy they were going to Well, that's good to. at least. That must make you feel a little better. Imagine saying no to the thing where if you just gave a yeah. thousand bucks or whatever. No, I'm getting approached by people who are trying to start products that will end up in 7-Eleven. <laughs> that's, that's my are kind people of... people trying to start beer pong leagues? Yeah, they're trying to... They're like, <laughs> we got the newest thing that's going to keep truck drivers awake from Nevada to New Hampshire. <laughs> and every truck driver's picking up on it. It's going to be in every 7-Eleven, every IGA. 
every uh <laughs> right you just hear some pitch like some very generic sounding pitch yeah like ashwagandha dude yeah everyone loves health the new the new five hour energy or the new right. you know thing help way to find your keys i'm I'm getting pitches for stuff that Products. used to be sold on late night infomercials right 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 Shark not tank shit. healthcare aggregators or <laughs> commercial real estate building projects or things where you're like i don't know what that means but the fact that somebody quiet is pitching it Makes me think it's going to be makes successful. Makes you feel more confident. Interesting. When people are quiet, quietly confident about the company, that's when you should take notice. Is something I've learned. Mm. Not that, full that of bluster good. and trying to force it down your throat. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely something there. Yeah. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Dude, I remember like, did you, I mean, I guess I'm a couple of years older than you, um, but I remember Facebook started like a year or two after I was in college. And like, I was one of those first rounds of Facebook where it was only people in college. Mm -hmm. And isn't it funny how like after, after one of those, the apps makes a big overhaul update, everybody's up in arms about it like people will be hard posting like i want my old instagram back yeah and then they forget like two weeks later totally it's just funny that like the the, the developers of the apps like know so much more than you do as the user in a way 100%. because i remember when they opened it up to high school kids everybody in college was so mad yeah yeah. like yeah. why are you doing you know what i mean Dude, yeah i just, forgot about that it's crazy that the trajectory with which facebook and now honestly you know not to be a facebook hater but Facebook now seems to be something that appeals more to sort of like the baby boomer generation. I don't yeah, think I, I'm not saying people. anything groundbreaking. No, they, they, people who want to be 48 comments deep in, you know, a picture of a dog with a, <laughs> a tie dyed tail right. where animal rights activists are going back and forth with people who love accessorizing their dogs. <laughs> and they love that's That's the people who have the time for that, who think they're actually having a real conversation. Right. Dude, my dad loves it. Like I know. My dad is just always on Facebook. And it's funny, like I consider myself a commenter. Like I comment on people's shit. I swear to God, dude, I'm, I look through my Facebook, every single mutual friend, my dad comments on every single post. <laughs> and I've talked about this before, but then it just looks like I'm commenting. So I had to tell him because we have the same name. So I had to tell him, dude, stop commenting on like my comedy friends shit mm -hmm. because you're not funny, dude. Like, you know, and it makes it makes it look like I'm making bad jokes. Yeah. I, I, I give it to tough. him more gently, but there's nothing you can do. You got to just let him live his life. I think that's it. My grandmother is 90 years old mm -hmm. and I'll post something stupid on Instagram. She's now on Instagram. I don't even know how she figured it out. <laughs> and she will write something like, dear Francis, comma. <laughs> it was always i always knew you were gonna end up being a funny guy and had destined for great things 
so and so um give me a call and then she'll like list her phone number all right you know and then and then be like love grammy and then i worry that my people on my instagram are going to be assholes and but they're but they're not you know people aren't that bad even the most vicious trolls aren't going to text my grandmother and be like you you're the grandmother of a fucking asshole (laughs) they don't do it they're not as bad as you think so people leave it alone they think it's cute whatever but you keep an eye out her (laughs) her instagram handle i swear to god is bong doodle (laughs) bong doodle i think it was the name of a boat she once had bong doodle like a rowboat dude that's (laughs) I have no idea, dude. A rowboat. A rowboat. Dude, one of the one of the meanest Facebook pranks that I've ever played. I, f- I feel really bad about it. So anybody listening, like, don't judge me. And d- please don't message me saying that this was fucked up. I know it was. Okay, so a friend of mine, his parents are really religious. And he sort of was all about that too. And then one day realized it wasn't for him, whatever, whatever. Um, And I think... I forget exactly what happened. I don't forget if it was a private message or if it was in public, it might've been a private message. Like his, one of his friends posted something and his parents messaged him being like, Hey, like your friend is like really vulgar and like doesn't abide by the principles that we taught you growing up and like started saying shit about God, um, blah, blah, blah. And like, I happen to have his phone for some reason. And I read this whole message and I just write back, fuck you, mom. Wow. <laughs> Dude, how bad is that? I feel terrible about it. Oh. At the time I was like fucked up. I thought it was funny. Like yes. apparently his mom like cried for two weeks straight and he's Goodness like, Dude, me. He's- Julia. <laughs> Julio. He's for for- shame. He's forgiven me. Oh. But, dude, I felt bad about that. I don't know. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I mean, I'm just giving you a hard time. It didn't bother me at all. <laughs> that is savage from you, though. You're That's not bad. usually that savage. I'm not that. No, that was that was a young man's mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like you guys are judging me. Well, I, you know, uh, I'm sure you'll you'll do enough hail marys to to dig yourself out of. Uh, oh boy, of the bad hole that you put yourself <laughs> That's in. Really fucked up, <laughs> dude. I have a question for you, um, Chris. Were you gonna say something? Oh, I ripped my sock in half. There was a hole, oh, yeah. and I kept uh, widening the hole, and yeah. now it just looks like I'm wearing... So Francis has fully ripped his sock off since the beginning of this episode. Dude, I thought that you just had some kind of nifty sock. No. Where like it had a compartment. It almost looks like an ankle brace now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I have a question for you. Yes, please. Do you smoke weed with your girlfriend? Yeah. Does she And she smokes? Um much less than i do she'll take one puff and she doesn't like she she likes the vaporizer so on the nights where i'm really you know the vaporizer i uh that she'll maybe she sometimes she'll imbibe and sometimes she won't and how does it change your dynamic at all and is there well she's it's strange um she's very sensitive to the difference between sativa and indica interesting and most people i know are like i can't tell the difference weed is weed i get high mm-hmm. but she if she has indica falls asleep mm. whereas sativa she will be uplifted and energetic interesting. and it it's the most strongest evidence that i've seen that there truly is a difference between mm. those two things interesting um and the problem too is that i actually prefer indica because I like my weed to to bring me down and 
make me go to sleep. I feel like most true stoners say that they like indica better. Is that right? I might not be right about that, but I know that people who I know who smoke a shit ton of weed, they always have this like deep indica that if I smoke it, I just like eat a gigantic bag of popcorn and then pass out. Mm, trouble. I, <laughs> I somehow I kicked the I kicked the urge to eat when I'm high. And that is also an OG Dude, smoker thing. I Chris I, is shaking his head. I had it for years. The though. biggest stoners that I know don't even they smoke. I had I had it for years. I would I would just sit on my couch. Back in my early twenties, I guess mid twenties, when I was living alone and I was single, I would come. I would you know at night I would I would smoke some vaporizer or whatever, and then I would eat. I would just take a pint, a full pint of ice cream out of the freezer and eat that as my bowl of ice cream. Right, right. Whole pint, Ben and Jerry's, gone. There were nights where I would eat a pint and a half. That's impressive. I was doing it's a lot of cream, you baby. know, CrossFit and shit. Right. So you could just eat like an you asshole and, and all the fat was just t- turning into muscle. They they <laughs> might they told me to do that. You're just getting ripped. Yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. Well, um, what were you? What was your point about this? Does your girlfriend smoke? So I want hey, happy birthday, by the way, oh, yeah, to Hill yeah, Dog. Yeah. Happy belated. Let me tell you something. I, if you follow follow Julio on Instagram, because you'll see his girlfriend. She is first of all stunning, and nice. they you posted some pictures of her, or maybe she did, of her just sort of sitting there, ready to blow out the candles. And I thought to myself, you know, it would take a team of makeup artists, a costume director, a lighting guy to make me look half as presentable <laughs> as she does just to blow out some candles You're on her pretty birthday. pretty presentable. That's very nice, though. She looked amazing. She looked good. She did look good. Did you, How'd the birthday go? Her birthday suit. The birthday was good. Um, it was on a Monday, so kind of like she was pretty good at seeing all her different groups of friends and fucking doing whatever birthday stuff, it, but it was a good time, you know? Is it weird? For you, that I compliment how attractive your girlfriend is? No. Sometimes I wonder if that's weird. No. I don't, I don't because I like, to, I like to say that. I like to tell people that they look stunning, they look gorgeous, whatever. And I always wonder if the guy is... Is going to be threatened? Jealous or something. No, I don't feel that way. But I understand, I understand the idea of that. But no, that doesn't bother me at all. I'm not saying like, dude, I want to bang your girlfriend. I'm, no, no, totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, there are ways... So like... It's funny, actually. There's been a couple times where good friends of mine have sort of done things that I would argue are questionable in that regard, mm-hmm. but still not a big enough deal that, A, I would hold any resentment against them, and B, that I would even say anything to them about it. Here's a good example. Okay. So a friend of mine, uh, he's a little older, good dude in the comedy world. Um, he <laughs> told He said to her once, when I wasn't there, he said something about how her like smile is so gorgeous that like, lights up the room like without me there mm. which is just kind of like a little sus it's weird that's just like a little weird like if when i wasn't around or if you when you weren't around i was going up to your girlfriend t- telling her how yeah. her smile lights up in a room like you might think that was a little weird i wrinkle my nose at that yeah. <laughs> I, I furrow my brow it's not a big deal you know what i mean now granted if i kept doing stuff either in the same or more severity maybe you'd have to kind of reassess how you were, were going to approach the situation because you knew that inevitably, no matter what you say, I would go, oh, dude, even if I didn't yeah. have pure intentions, mm-hmm. I still would have, I give myself that leeway. So you're like, listen, man, I'm like, dude, I would never, I was just, you know, 
I do. Those guys are guys who need to prove to themselves that they can have it all. I hate that. They're the worst. I don't, and to be honest, with this particular guy, he's a very nice, good guy. I don't feel like he's that type of personality, but I know the type of personality you're talking about. It's something about putting out, putting a toe in the water as if to say, if I wanted to, yes, yes. I could have this. And there, that's just like not a likable person. No. I am definitely not like that. No. I don't, it, I don't need to show, you know what I mean? And like, not saying that I'm a likable person, but like, I don't do that because it's so shitty. Mm-hmm. And I've seen guys do it where like, like you said, they'll try to like be flirting with somebody and they'll walk out and then they're like, well, you saw how she was talking to me. Like they want to, sh- like you said, they want to show themselves yeah. that they and that's just like a bad personality type. It's a quest for power. It's a quest for affirmation. Narcissism. It's narcissism at its height. Yeah. And it's like, you can't go through your life without having to try to be the best in every situation. And it makes you less likable and less desirable to be around. Yeah. They're box checkers. They need to, they need to check the box for themselves. The other thing that I hate, and tell me what you think about this. We've maybe, maybe grazed the surface of this topic before, but I don't think we've ever talked about it in this much depth. If you've hooked up with somebody, with a girl, and she has a boyfriend, and the boyfriend, whatever, is there, maybe he leaves the room, and or they, they're not there anymore, and one of your friends is like, man, that girl's so hot. Do you, you feel say, the need to say to them, oh, dude, I banged her? You know, <laughs> I, it's funny, because I, I would never do that now. Yeah, I, right. I think I grew out of, of a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I can't say definitively that in my younger days I wouldn't have made that comment. Like we used to hook up. So, well, dude, I used to, to, hook up with to your credit, I know older guys who do that still. Yeah, but those are. I mean, these are probably just insecure dudes, right? Like maybe I don't know, but dude, there's like a personality type. Like, and I don't. I think that it transcends success, and sometimes that personality type can drive you to success. Because you have this obsession with wanting to be the best and the fucking that like every single situation is its next new micro competition. Mm-hmm. So there's a hot girl there. Like you need everybody to know that you could either A either have her, like we were talking about before, right. or that you have banged her and you need everybody to know. Oh well I bang I could have mm-hmm. had her if I wanted to. Yeah. No, I whack, I, I, sef- I definitely don't would never do that now. I don't think <laughs> I would I can't remember the last time I told somebody about somebody that I used to hook up with. Right, right. Before my girlfriend. I can't remember the last time I like credited myself. <laughs> right. Do you right. know what I mean? Or, 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 or said we used to be involved. Unless there was a reason to say it. Uh-huh. Like we used to be involved. Now she doesn't like me. I probably shouldn't come to that party or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But even then, I don't. I don't know. I, there really aren't that many people. Well, dude, I, before circling back to my original point, when I smoke pot with my girlfriend, yes, I get intimidated by how cool she becomes. Oh boy, she like gets, she becomes all like hot, dude. Like oh boy, you know she'd be like, <laughs> like she really. <laughs> 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 she gets this like cool like stoner girl vibe. <laughs> Like, I just feel that it affects her in a way. It makes her really low key. And I am just like, I become less cool. And then I just feel really intimidated. And like, it, I just don't like the way it feels. I just got to sleep it off. 
Have you have, have <laughs> do you have any fun when you're high? Like not really, bro. Not really, bro. I really don't have a good relationship. Okay, with hold on a second. Hold on. Slow down. Slow down. Have you tried the 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 different ways of consuming it? Yes. Have you tried vaporizing it? Yes. Which if I take one like little hit of the vaporizer, it's tolerable. But I find it like I have trouble breathing after I do that. Like I think maybe my allergies are like starting to affect me in this way. You might just be a, 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 a no guy, pot guy. I might just be a no pot guy. You might be a no pot guy. And I'll tell you what, for years, uh, I was just constantly around people smoking so often yeah. that I just couldn't say no. But I've sort of gotten past that and I definitely enjoy my life more. It's good. Without uh, pot being in the mix. Dude. That's really good. You know? Uh, I, I, that's good, man. You, you should avoid it. There's, you've answered that question for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a drinker, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Gee, I've talked about it for the last couple of weeks, uh, but this amazing storytelling contest is coming up through vocal, which is uh, an awesome app that I've been playing around with. Uh, obviously we love it when our listeners submit stories to the podcast. You and I tell stories all the time. And this month, uh, I'm judging a story writing contest on vocal. Uh, it should be a lot of fun because I get to read other people's crazy stories. Um, and one lucky winner will win a cash prize of $5,000. That's amazing. Vocal is a storytelling platform for creators. I'm judging the No Regrets Challenge, which allows you to share embarrassing situations without judgment, all while giving the entrance the chance to win cash prizes as high as five grand. Simply sharing the best or worst forgettable experience, you can walk away with big-time money. I'll be reading your entries, all bad decisions, the aftermath, the path to redemption, basically the original conceit for this podcast, and all things in between and judging the winners. We might even share some of them on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, In order to be eligible to enter the No Regrets Challenge, you must have a Vocal Plus membership, which grants access to Vocal Plus exclusive challenges, along with increased monetization opportunities, premium creation tools and features, and additional perks on the platform. You can sign up for Vocal at Vocal.media and then use the promo code OOPS99 and you will have the membership, your first month's membership, for just 99 cents. Awesome. No regrets. Stories must be between 600 and 5,000 words and adhere to Vocal's community guidelines. Only stories published on Vocal and entered into the contest up until April 27th of 2021. That's very soon. At 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time will be entered for consideration. Um, Okay, dude. So here's another good question I have for you. And actually, your girlfriend is the person who spurred this discussion. Uh oh. So she texted me asking about uh, my girlfriend's number. Yes, she did. Because this this is good. Uh, She texted me about my girlfriend's number, um, and I responded. And I responded in a way that uh, kind of suggested that I had memorized my girlfriend's phone number. Yeah. And because I just typed it, I typed the number. I didn't share contact. And she goes, do you know her number by heart? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, huh, I should learn Francis's, which surprised me because my girlfriend used to give me shit about not knowing hers. Yeah. I don't know my girlfriend. She knew mine. I did not know hers. I now know hers. What is your stance on this? We, We met two and a half years ago. I stopped memorizing numbers. 12 years ago. (laughs) That was probably the last time that I knew numbers. So, you know. And you know what's amazing? I could recite to you a lot of the numbers numbers. that I learned prior to 12 years ago. Totally. I still know Abby Atwood's home phone number. (laughs) That's her real name. I probably shouldn't have said it. 
from fourth or fifth grade when I was calling her and That's asking impressive. her dad if I could speak to her. That's impressive. And then him being like, it's 9 p.m. It's too late. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, one, sorry. One second, Abby. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, what's your name again? Frank. There's a, Frank's there's the a young man on the line. <laughs> Fucking terrifying. Having uh, to, you, you call the home, you pray. You pray that the parents the don't pick up. So and then you're, you're praying if they do that it's the mom and not the dad. Getting the dad was the worst. It was tough. The worst. That was bad. But you, how, what did, how did you do it? Would you say, would you say like, hello, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Smith, yeah. may I speak with your daughter? Yes. Would you tell who you were? Yes. Hello, Mr. Smith, this is Julio. May I speak with your daughter? Yeah, exactly. You said that? Like, yeah. And like I, you're arriving at the fucking White House to pick her up for a prom? <laughs> yes, dude. I mean, what else am I supposed to do? Hey, is, uh, is Sam there? Who is it? Uh, I don't know. You mean like, oh, hi, Mr. You, you, would, you would acknowledge who he was, introduce okay, yourself, okay. and then ask to speak with her. Maybe I would say, hey, uh, is so-and-so there? And then he would ask, who is it? Well, that's a big say, difference. That, that, okay, that, that fine, is fine. what I would do. I wouldn't say, hi, mister. You're right. Okay, fine. I wasn't his <laughs> botchy buddy. You know, I wasn't going <laughs> hey, down to Dan. The, the Elks Lodge with him to play dominoes <laughs> on Thursday nights and then, and then that's <laughs> dating his daughter. That's funny. Um, no, so yeah, so, but it was, it was terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying. The dad was terrified. Getting the dad was terrifying. It wasn't great. You know, it's funny. If we become fathers mm-hmm. and you have a daughter and I, we have daughters, right? Are you going to be annoyed when boys start calling for her? Uh, no, but what about this, dude? What if you have a son and I have a daughter and your son bangs my daughter and doesn't text her? <laughs> I think we just like laugh about it. Right, like hopefully, I I wouldn't <laughs> laugh, but I wouldn't feel that bad. <laughs> I, I could understand. What are you supposed to do? I could understand you being mad, but I think that you and I have the perspective to say these are kids. Yes, I this agree. is what happens, you know, and, and that's important. The parent who got too involved in the like kids' life—that's always weird. And then, yeah, you gossiping. Wouldn't, you wouldn't condemn my son and then <laughs> extend it by saying well clearly he was raised poorly and blame me you know <laughs> right that, of course not of course not you wouldn't do that okay let's let's move it the other way around so I, I, i'm gonna my final answer on this is that i would of course not hold it against you i wouldn't be upset i'd feel bad for my daughter who i wouldn't shame you know what i mean if she came to me about this which i doubt she would I'd be like, listen, you know, go to your wife. This happens sometimes. Yeah. Theoretically, you know, I, who knows the fuck I'd say, but I, you know, I think all parties, nobody needs to be held accountable. If my son banged your daughter, same situation, would you be like, Hey man, listen, I just, would you like bring it up to me or something? Uh, I don't. <sighs> it's, all right. So, so your son bangs my daughter. Yes. Never talks to her again. And her heart is broken and she feels used. Yes. And then it gets back to me. Yeah. What do I do? Like, what is do I bring do? it up to you? Right. Do you bring it up to me? Well, the, all right. So, uh, okay. Extend the hypothetical. Do we know each other or do we not what do you know mean? each other? We're me and you. Okay. So, so it's that. Well, what the fuck? It's, I didn't know, I didn't know how, how real it was. Okay, yeah, we no, have a real. daughter and a son it's here. Like, current... none of us is real. I know, I know. But me and you, as we are, I see. 
All right. Assuming that our relationship continues yeah, to yeah, yeah. thrive and, and prosper. And we live a few doors down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and our kids go to the same high school. <laughs> yeah. Your son bangs my daughter, doesn't text her back. She's heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't know that I would <laughs> bring that up. But it's funny because I would think that as the father to my daughter... I would be, I would, I would have, I would be, it would, it would suck. Yeah, I would be, bad. but I might even be like, that kid's a piece of shit. Yeah, no, totally. Because I'm not able to frame it against my own 16 year old self. Yes. I'm not right. able to go back that, that far and be like, well, oh, I was a kid once too. Like there, it, there'd be a lot better parents out there if we had the ability to do that. Exactly. Exactly. You I know, think, I think once you have facts. a kid, you raise them for 16 years, you know, put food on their table, watch them grow up, teach them how to ride a bike, you know, bandage their skinned knees. Yeah. And wipe in and, their ass and, and wipe their tears when they're when they're, you know, coming home from a dance and then eventually get to the point where their their heart is broken by some boy who has sex with them and doesn't text them back. It's dude, I've, this is it's brutal. You've built <laughs> too much of a bond together to not to, to, to have perspective yeah and remember like ah, boys will be boys right know? right right you're protective but some fathers are more protective than others and i think a lot of that comes down to the the daughter as well mm-hmm. right like how, right. how tough is she how resilient and let let us not forget an important detail of course the other way around the same thing could happen you know what i mean like the girl like my daughter breaks your son's heart or the other way around you yes know I mean? fine but dads notoriously yes. go to war for their daughters of course of course and i think that that you know holds credence here so yes. uh you'd be like suck it up what i, your, I just don't do i don't know i don't know if i would say something to you i i might yeah, dude, it's so weird. Would you? Would, I might. How, I also would you might handle not. me saying something to you? What if I came to you and I was like, "Look, something happened with <laughs> Mackenzie and Pietro, and and your son Pedro, for short. He's been going by Pedro lately. Didn't <laughs> like Pietro. <laughs> got too something happened. They, you know, I don't want to get into it, but. Oh, God. They were out behind the hay barn, <laughs> knocking boots, and he hasn't he hasn't talked to her since, and she's really upset. And bong doggle, bong doodle, and bong doodle. Yeah, and and um, I don't know. Dude. I I you know what would you? How would you react to that? I would be like, I'd be like, I'll talk to him. I think that that's okay. Yeah, I think that that exchange that we just had as as fathers to our kids <laughs> is okay. I'd be like, oh man, I'm really sorry. I'm gonna talk to him. Yeah, because you don't you don't want him no. running around town just piping everything in sight and totally. getting a terrible reputation. Totally. And you know, it's important. I, I would just talk through it. I wouldn't necessarily hold him at fault, but I also respect you as a friend and like your daughter's upset. I know that's upsetting. I wouldn't that sucks. Yeah. So I think there's a way to kind of make everybody feel respected in the situation. So I I came to you level-headed mm-hmm. with a with a, a game plan. Not blaming. It, no accusing. No, no I did accusing. not accuse. 
I did not condemn. Very effective. And that's a testament to our friendship, because yes. keep in mind, this means that we've now been friends for 23 odd years, <laughs> um, or whatever the hell it is. And oh, uh, and I came to you, and I just sort of spelled it out, and you would you even, would you appreciate that I had done that? It's not even about appreciating it. Like I, I would appreciate the fact that it's not even about appreciating. Like I, I would know that because you said something, it was a thing that like sucked. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you wouldn't have said anything if it wasn't a big deal. So the fact that you w- said because it's just like weird. You know what I mean? You don't want to. You don't want to have is. that conversation. No, I, believe me. I've been, I've been, I've been losing sleep over it. So I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I've been up all night. I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk to you about this. You think I want to talk to this? But we're you. We just most of the time we're just playing dominoes down at the Elks Lodge. Yeah. You know, drinking draft beers, Miller Lights in the parking lot after men's league basketball. That's right. So, you know, buying beers for young kids. Me, you, and Tommy Thompson. <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh, I would not in any way sort of belittle anything. Like I would fully like respect everything you were saying and take it seriously and try to do the right thing good now what i came to you with was the most pristine version of that right let's say i came to you and i said listen this is uncomfortable you and i were good friends we go way back something happened with delilah and tomaso (laughs) where you know one thing led to another they're knocking boots behind the hay barn on the john deere and uh he is now going around telling everybody in school that he oh god put it in her butt or something <laughs> or 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 maybe he took pictures or that he quote hosed her down yeah he put the fire out you know <laughs> oh my oh, god whatever it may be or 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 even worse you know he he has nudes from her and he's like showing oh god, them dude. showing them to his classmates or oh sending them around what would you appreciate that? Because at that point, I think I'm actually not just protecting my daughter, but trying to help your son. So, not dude, listen. Those are those up. are bad things that my son is doing. Yeah, they are. He's been. I'm ba- glad you. I, glad I don't you can say that. And dude, I'll tell you, I was always there. I went to every game. I was involved. I don't know where he could have gone. We wrong. do the best. We, we can. do the best we can as parents. It's not dude. easy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's not an exact science. Dude, it's not an exact science, you know? Yeah. If you need, like, anybody can do it. You don't need a license. When we were being raised, our parents didn't have to worry about nudes, right? you know, Polaroids getting passed around and copied. Uh, so, dude, listen, there's a, there's a big, uh, there's an important distinction here. So you're coming at me with, like, stuff that's hard to make up, you know? So if you're like, and you and you didn't say it as fact. You said, I think, it's almost to the point, dude, where, like, we're even uncomfortable having this conversation hypothetically. Like you were, um, I have this suspicion that you were more polite in that exercise than you had intended to be because it was too uncomfortable. Well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but you know, uh, my wife has already talked me. We we've run through, we've rehearsed right, this right. Okay. over the floating counter at the kitchen. So here's my thought. You didn't insult my kid. No. You just told me the things that he was doing, yeah, which the, are he's bad. The captain of the tennis team. You, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say about him. He's a great student. You reported it to me. You didn't. There was no angle, really. Obviously, it's your daughter, mm-hmm. but you didn't say it in a way like you're fucking kid. You know, you're you're whatever, and you didn't make any insult nickname. You didn't sort of throw anything around that wasn't pretty specific. Mm-hmm. So again, I would be 
Um, very receptive, of course. I'd feel terrible. Mm-hmm. I would talk to him. I wouldn't beat his ass or anything, mm-hmm. but like I would try to get to the bottom of it and start a dialogue because clearly I did something wrong as a parent. Oh, maybe, you blame yourself? Maybe I did, and maybe I didn't. Maybe it's like it's just one of those things that shitty the kids do, and Listen, he'll grow out of it or whatever. You could do everything right all the way right, from and that could happen, of course, inception until today, and he, he could still sometimes kids are just. They do shitty stuff. Yeah, they they make mistakes and they have to learn from them. Totally, you know? totally, totally. So, you know that would that would that would suck. Now, here's the other important thing to remember. I like to think that our kids would know better than to bang each other to begin with, because of the baggage mm. of our friendship. Maybe that doesn't matter to kids, or maybe it. Maybe who knows? Maybe the, the pod on Oops, the 25th anniversary I of know. Oops, the podcast, are having this That's conversation. That's right. Four thousand eight million <laughs> downloads later, <laughs> episodes later. Uh, I think the only the only way where there could be where it could escalate between us is if one of us sort of started making baseless claims about the other one's kid in an yep. aggressive way, mm-hmm. which I don't see either of us doing. Yes, but it is so sensitive. But who knows? It is such a sensitive topic, us talking about our kids. And, you know, I think it, it it's one raised eyebrow or one question taken the wrong way from us stepping it up, fire yeah, yeah, rising, yeah. tempers flaring. Right. And then just like that one com- that one snarky comment. Yeah. We we put Ooh. our hands in our Carhartt coats <laughs> pockets and turn turn our collars to the wind and walk off in a huff, stamping our boots. We get to our pickup trucks and we turn and we say, you know what? I should never have done the podcast with you in the first place. <laughs> Fine. As the clouds start rolling in, <laughs> dude, that is very funny. You know what, George? Dude, that's great. I would have been better. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you held me back too, and well, fine. <laughs> we should never. We should have hired another another producer. <laughs> Chris, Chris shows up. Whoa. He's like, "What the fuck? Why are you guys bringing me into this?" Like you and your Fuck kids, you, Chris. You and your kids you've been be bullying my kids all the time. It's just a triangle of <laughs> anger. <laughs> we all live in the same Chris small midwestern dragged. farm town. <laughs> Where what happened to us? <laughs> Ever since Chris struck oil in his backyard, he yeah. thought he was better than us. Yeah, he's driving a cyber truck. <laughs> Whatever version that is. That's Hoops the Podcast, everybody. We love you for listening. Uh, G's got something really cool to share with you. Take us a, take us away, G. Thank you, Francis. Um, yeah, so today we just put out sort of this short documentary that I made about the stand-up comedy scene in Rwanda when I went over there. Uh, it's called Stand Up in Rwanda. It's not so different. Um, it'll be on YouTube. It's going to be on my Instagram as well. Uh, I guess wherever you guys prefer to watch that type of thing, check it out. It'll be in my link tree and also on my instagram grid so i'd appreciate if you check that out yeah keep an eye out it's super cool jay that you, you've got that and and i'm excited to see it because it's just really different um and Thanks, we appreciate you all so much for listening follow our youtube uh oops the podcast send us any thoughts or emails to oops the podcast at gmail.com and uh thank you so much we'll see you soon